0: 2023, in the Memorial of St. Anthony. Praise be to God, St. Anthony, pray for us. We're going to cover the Twitter files today. Alex Newman from the Liberty Sentinel is going to be back on the program. Catch us up. There's a lot of, I don't know if you've been following, like at dump number 14 or something like that. So there's a lot of information that's been coming out with the Twitter files. And Alex Newman's going to catch us up from Hunter Biden suppression to covid information suppression to just people whacking their enemies on Twitter, all of that and more coming up at 35 past the hour. But you know, it's Davos time, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Your favorite world elites have all flown their private jets into Davos, Switzerland for this annual gathering. It's just a huge conference to be honest with you. It's just a big, massive conference uh, but what do they talk about there? And are there issues there that are of great concern? I looked at some of that, and I want to share that with you at 15 past hour. Did you know that by 2027, 7.6 billion people will have a smartphone? By 2027, what is that, four years away? What? Just imagine for a second what life would be like if most of the world's population had smartphones. Hmm. CBDCs? Hmm uh censorship hmm I don't, there's a lot of options here that tracking hmm a lot of options here 7.6 billion that's a lot of people we're going to talk about that at 15 past the hour do join us if you can hey gen z gets real speaking of gen Zers are in the house today apparently gen z gen zers are fleeing social media platforms the traditional ones No cap. (laughs) Base no cap. (laughs) (laughs) So for real? We'll talk about the top of the next hour. Abortions in Texas dropped ninety nine percent puff only post Roe v. Wade World. Ninety nine percent. Let's go, America. It's time to catch up. Mayor Eric Adams, you know the guy who was like all about immigrants and you know, hey, we're a pro immigrant here. Apparently that's ended. The good times are over. He says there's no more room in, in New York for immigrants there. A Rasmussen report came out on Friday. They found 52% of likely voters would much rather that President Joe Biden just listen to whatever Congress tells him to do instead of the other way around. Interesting. Despite the Department of Defense rescinding COVID-19 vaccine mandates, unvaccinated military members are still facing repercussions, including denied benefits and ineligibility of promotion being non-deployable. And some of them are even still being discharged. I think we're catching up with our good friend from Pennsylvania later this week. Uh, Mr. Yance is going to be on to catch us up on all of those
4: stories. But good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. And, you know, I'm thinking uh, that that story of everybody having a smartphone by 2027. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there was a video that I saw not too long ago of this, uh, this woman who was saying, You gotta come to China, you gotta live here, it's fantastic, it's Mm -hmm. great. And she's laying out all of the different circumstances as to why it's so good. And she said, Oh, by the way, everybody needs a smartphone here. Gee, I wonder why. I
0: wonder why. I
4: wonder why. Kind of like in China How everyone
0: has cell phones have
4: a social credit score. Did you
3: say qi? I wonder she, why she
4: had a cell phone.
3: Oh, G, I wonder she, why, huh?
4: She had a uh, cell phone.
3: She, I wonder why. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Gen Zers, good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. I don't think I'm a Gen Z though. What are you? I don't. I'm not entirely totally certain. A Zoomer, because I'm in '98, 1998. Um, so '97, I think, is the is, is '97 the oh, okay. beginning of your generation. Well,
0: there you go. So it's official. It's official. You are a Gen Zer. All right. Well, there you go, folks.
4: (laughs) Zoomers have less of, I think, a stigma than millennials. Millennials, they say, oh, they don't want to work. You know, it's true. Yada yada. It's true.
3: Yeah. I don't really understand the whole yeah. the attack on every all these different uh, <laughs> generations, especially since it's usually the generation before them that's at fault. The <laughs> so that's after them. Up?
5: It's like, these
3: millennials, it's like, well, the boomer's the one that raised oh, them. What, did? what did, y'all do? did y'all do wrong? When I was in
0: boot camp, our drill instructors would constantly harass us with, yeah, and you're supposed to be the smartest generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, praise be to God. Lots to cover today. Do share us with a friend. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost,
4: Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. Today is Tuesday, January the 17th. Here are your headlines this morning. This one's from the New York Post. The headline goes Expanded U.S. training for Ukraine forces begins in Germany. The U.S. military's new expanded combat training of Ukrainian forces began in Germany on Sunday with a goal of getting a battalion of about 500 troops back on the battlefield to fight. The complex training combined with an array of new weapons, artillery, tanks and other vehicles heading to Ukraine is said to be key to helping the country's forces take back territory that it's been has been captured uh, by Russians in the nearly 11 month old war. The Daily Caller reports math contamination closes two Colorado libraries in two in in months Two Colorado public libraries were closed and a month after testing found methamphetamine contamination in restrooms on walls and in the ductwork and exhaust equipment the library's remediation plan includes removing contaminated surfaces walls hvac ductwork, and exhaust fan equipment but it doesn't know how long it will take uh, for the project to complete you can't go anywhere these days the daily wire reports 22 attorneys general attorney generals uh, urge fba to reverse abortion pill decision a group of 22 attorneys general sent a letter to the Federal Drug Administration Commissioner Dr. Robert Califf asking the agency to reverse its decision to certify retail pharmacies to dispense abortion pills. The change from the FDA will encounter problems in at least 18 states that require a medical professional providing a medication, uh, a medi- medication abortion to be physically present when the drug is administered. The laws effectively prohibit telemedicine from prescribing medication for abortion. Let's pray for that, that they reverse this horrible decision. Reuters reports, move over Ben Franklin. Laser lightning rod electrifies scientists. In uh, experiments lasting two months in 2021, intense laser pulses 1,000 times per second were emitted to redirect lightning strikes. All four strikes, while the system was active, were successfully intercepted. Lightning inflicts billions of dollars of damage on buildings, communication systems, power lines, and electrical equipment annually while also killing thousands of people. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you.
3: The saint of the day is St. Anthony of the desert. Anthony was born in Koma in Lower Egypt to a wealthy landowner parents. When he was about 20 years old, his parents died and left him with the care of his unmarried sister. Shortly thereafter, he decided to follow the gospel exhortation in Matthew 19, 21. Quote, if you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give it to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. End quote. Anthony gave away some of his family's lands to his neighbors, sold the remaining property, and donated the funds to the poor. He then left to live an ascetic life, placing his sister within a group of Christian virgins. Anthony maintained a very strict ascetic diet. He ate only bread, salt, and water. He ate at most only once a day and sometimes fasted through through two or four days. The devil fought Anthony by afflicting him with boredom, laziness, and phantoms of women when he overcame by the power of prayer, and after that he moved to one of the tombs near his native village. There it was that the life records records those strange conflicts with demons in the shape of wild beasts who inflicted blows upon him and sometimes left him nearly dead. He was at this time visited by pilgrims whom he refused to see. But gradually a number of -of would-be disciples established themselves in caves and huts around the mountain. Thus a colony of ascetics was formed, who begged Anthony to come forth and be their guide in the spiritual life. Eventually he yielded to their importunities and about the year 305 emerged from his retreat. To the surprise of all, he appeared to not be emaciated, but in fact healthy in mind and body. He spent the last 45 years of his life in seclusion, Amid the Diocletian persecutions around 311, Anthony went to Alexandria and was conspicuous visiting those who were imprisoned. In 338, he left the desert temporarily to visit Alexandria to help refute the teachings of Arius. When Anthony sensed his death approaching, he commanded his disciples to give his staff to Marsyrus of Egypt and to give one sheepskin cloak to Athanasius of Alexandria and the other sheepskin cloak to Serpion of Themus. His disciple, Anthony, was interred according to his instructions in a grave next to his cell. St. Athanasius writes, For monks, the life of Anthony is a sufficient example of asceticism. His story influenced the conversion of St. Augustine of Hippo and St. John Chrysostom. St. Anthony of the Desert, pray for us. Praise be to God
0: in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28. As Jesus was passing through a field of grain on the Sabbath, his disciples began to make a path while picking the heads of grain. At this, the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He said to them, Have you never read what David did? When he was in need, and he and his companions were hungry? How he went into the house of God when Abithar was high priest, and ate the bread of offering that only the priest could lawfully eat, and shared it with his companions? Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That is why the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Ignatius Catholic Study Bible today said although Deuteronomy 23:25 permits the Israelites to pluck and eat standing grain, the Pharisees indict the disciples under the law of Exodus 34:21, which forbids harvesting on the Sabbath. Resolved to discredit him, the Pharisees equate plucking grain with harvesting it. You see the issue comes down to how much you're taking away. Are you just eating it as you go, or do you bushel it up and take it away for another time? Therein lies the distinction, and clearly the disciples were only eating as they went along. The Ignatius Catholic Study Bible goes on to say in regards to, Have you never read? Did you catch that sting? Good one. The Lord is so good. Have you never read? It goes on to say, A stinging insult to the educated Pharisees. What David did, Jesus recalls in 1 Samuel 21 verses 1 through 6, to shed light on the present circumstances. David was permitted to override the Mosaic ritual law by letting his hungry companions eat the sacred bread of the tabernacle reserved for the priests. Since Jesus is the Messiah and thus greater than David, he should not be condemned for suspending the Sabbath to meet a legitimate need, hunger for his own disciples. Should the Pharisees denounce Jesus, they would unwittingly denounce the honored King David. Close quote. The Ignatius Catholic Study Bible. Again, the Pharisees considered themselves the most read. I mean, remember St. Paul on at least two occasions in his letters, goes through his list of his CV, his, you know, his curriculum vitae, his, his resume. You know, a Pharisee of Pharisees! And he talks about how prideful Pharisees really are about their learning and their education, and so our Lord here is throwing a little dig. Have you not read? Of course you've read, and you know better too, but still you
6: persist, you Pharisees.
0: Anyway, look how the Catholic Commentary of Holy Scripture goes on to say, Christ showed in Matthew 12 that the scribes were inconsistent in their interpretation and that they had lost sight of the fundamental purpose of the law. The action of the disciples in plucking the ears of corn and rubbing out the grain is taken as a violation of the prohibition of work on the Sabbath. Christ disregards causistic discussion of the law of the Sabbath, rest, and considers the essential nature and purpose of the law. In effect, his answer means that the law of abstention from work is not an absolutely rigid and immutable regulation based on the nature of things. It is rather a positive ordinance intended to benefit mankind. The letter of the law must not be insisted on against the demands of charity and the needs of men. Loaves of proposition. Twelve loaves were placed on the table of the sanctuary each Sabbath, and when changed at the end of the week, they were to be eaten by the priests. Notice when David and his companions go to eat that bread, they were living... uh, they were living chaste at that moment because they were on military expedition. David being the priest king shows us something of something greater to come in the priesthood. Maybe more on that in the after show. Hey, we're coming right back. Davos is up next.
1: Ever feel like life's just too much? Maybe it's time for a change. God offers us relief and hope. So if you're feeling like you need more peace today, begin at catholicscomehome.com.
6: I used to wonder if God really cared about me. Then I started praying and going to church. I realized that God in my life was the difference between occasionally being happy and finding lasting joy. If you're looking for something more, check out CatholicsComeHome.com.
1: Many atheists assert the only real form of knowledge is scientific knowledge, thus excluding any sort of religious knowledge, whether philosophical or theological. Such a belief is called scientism, and it's unreasonable for two reasons. First, it's self-refuting. Its truth cannot be verified by the scientific method. It's a metaphysical proposition, and as such, is not scientific knowledge. But if science can't verify the truth of scientism, well then, scientism itself cannot be a legitimate form of knowledge. Knowledge, in which case, it's self-refuting. Moreover, scientism undermines science as a rational form of inquiry, because it denies presupposed philosophical assumptions that are necessary to even do science, such as there's an external world outside the minds of scientists. So, to reject God's existence on the grounds that it's not scientific knowledge is simply unreasonable. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com.
0: Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Alex Newman's going to be our guest from LibertySentinel.org. We haven't had him on in a while. He's back with us. We're going to be talking about the Twitter files. It's like 14 data dumps that have happened since Elon Musk made the information available to a few. I think it was like two journalists, Matt Taibbi being one of them. Uh, COVID censors, Russiagate, Hunter Biden suppression. There's been lots of like Adam Schiff, for instance, you know, punishing his enemies, those kinds of things. We're going to catch up with him on the Twitter files. What does this all mean? What's in there? What's damaging? All of that coming up at 35 past the hour. There are lots of stories in the news that are a great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. And, of course, it's time for the World Economic Forum to host their big annual gathering January 16th through the 20th in Davos, Switzerland. Switzerland is one of the most beautiful places on planet Earth. And for a group of people who are very concerned about the climate change, they seem to have no end of the private planes flying in and out of there right now. Um, but also, there's lots of stories that are connected to Davos. Now, Davos is really, it's really just a giant conference. And policymakers, government officials, elitists, you know, people from all over, all walks, all go to this massive conference, and they have sessions, and people give talks on various things, climate change, technology, business, social policy, governance, world issues, just whatever. And I want to talk to you in just a second about what I think is the most concerning of all of that. But here's what I think, as a Catholic, we ought to be thinking about when it comes to these big events. There is an article over at the Counter Signal They're reporting that because of this conference, prostitution skyrockets every year in this part of Switzerland. You know, and I bring this up not because it's unique in any way, shape, or form. It's not. This is actually, unfortunately, a very typical thing. This is something we've talked about on the show before. A Super Bowl, uh, a basketball playoff, uh, a, a baseball playoff, any major event It could be major concerts or rodeos like we have here in our neck of the woods. Major, major events where people come in from all over. So do the human traffickers. They bring in their sex slaves and they offer them to these people as fodder. And these people buy them. They use and abuse these human persons. This is an affront against the dignity of the human person. This is a travesty, and I guarantee there is not one single session at Davos about how to free the human sex slave trade in in the world. They're too busy talking about other things, which I'm going to cover here in a second. But they are definitely not talking about how to free people who are in the sex slave trade because they're buying these people at night for their pastime. I want you to let that sink in for a second. These elitists, these people all over – And uh, the article says that, quote, uh, all of these escort services are fully booked this week. Fully booked this week. That's a horrible thing. Let's pray for these people to find freedom from that slavery. But you can actually watch. If you go to the WEF, uh, WEforum.org website, you can actually watch these live video feeds of all of these sessions. Um, And you can see it firsthand. So it's not just about what talking heads like myself have to say about this. You can actually go watch this. There's tons of actual articles that you can uh, read for yourself that you can see firsthand what these people are talking about, what their ideas are. And I would encourage you to poke around a little bit to get an idea of what's going on there. But I thought LifeSite summed it up pretty well in part of their article here. The headline says, here's what World Economic Forum leaders hope to push at this year's Davos Conference. It says, since World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab announced in 2019 that uh, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity. The annual meetings of the globalist organization in Davos have broadly focused on this agenda for the future. What does this mean? The WF publishes a global risk report before every meeting, which usually takes place in January each year. This year, they have reduced their risk forecast from the 2-, 5-, and 10-year model of previous years to a similar prediction of the threats facing the world over the next 2 and 10 years. If we compare this previous years uh, to two previous years, we see an emphasis on environmental catastrophe, which uh, adumbrates issues such as societal collapse and soaring inflation. It is curious that the sample population for these polls, since the arguments of Greta Thunberg are more compelling than the fact that their own minds, homelands and economies have been ruined by the policies of the managerial class who govern them. The environmental concerns do not reflect those of ordinary people. The first objection to the agenda of the WEF, as as started here, is that of a credibility gap. Who are these people whose concerns exclude the most obvious objections to government policies? In a recent survey, 90% of Hungarians oppose the sanctions on Russia. No other Western nation has bothered to ask their populations whether they support the nine rounds of sanctions, which have fueled soaring inflation with no end in sight. Sensitively termed a cost-of-living crisis by the WEF, it is more honestly termed a cost-of-policy crisis, as it is entirely due to government decision-making on debt, on lockdowns, and on self defeating rounds of sanctions on Russia. Sanctions have also failed to destroy Iran over a longer timescale and have plainly not caused the collapse of Russia. The response of the U.S.-led West has been to talk up nuclear brinkmanship. The infamous doomsday clock, long seen as an indicator of the likelihood of nuclear war, stands at 100 seconds to midnight with the Bulletin of atomic scientists to announce an update on january the 24th tellingly no mention is made in the forecasts of the wef of the impact of nuclear war the wef is of course inspired by the kind of post-human futurism popularized by people such as Yuval noah harari presaging a future in which humans effectively become cybergenic organisms The idea is that in order to best survive, we should prepare to be dehumanized in significant ways. There is simply no argument for this nightmarish vision without a compelling emergency. It is for this reason the WEF promotes climate alarmism to the top of its global risk agenda. This, in my opinion, is the thing you need to be paying attention most to when it comes to the WEF. When you're watching these people talk, listen for their use of technology. In fact, I found an article this morning over at the WEF website, the WorldEconomicForum.org, WEForum.org. Davos 2023, What You Need to Know About Technology. This article is very, very telling. In fact, I found another article this morning, too, from Klaus Schwab himself, really playing up this idea of leveraging the metaverse for global leaders to come together to solve the world's biggest problem. They are pushing the metaverse in a big, big way in 2023. What's interesting about that to me is how the world doesn't seem to catch on to the metaverse all that much. Like most Facebook users aren't into the metaverse as much as they had hoped. They've lost a lot of money over there. Zuckerberg has dropped a ton of value as a result of pushing this global village it didn't quite take, but the WEF is pushing it even harder now in 2023. They want everyone on board in the metaverse. Golly, whiz, I wonder why. But if you go back to this other article, when you read through this other article and they're highlighting technology issues, the issues they're pushing in this year's Davos, there's some key indicators here that I think we ought to pay attention to. Um, they are big, huge on central bank digital currencies. They want everyone on board with central bank digital currencies. Wonder why. Remember what I said earlier about by 2027, almost 8 billion people will have smartphones? I mean, think about how much push there was in Central Africa, where resources such as cell phone towers were more limited, let alone power stations and things like that. Well, they came up with a plan to provide everybody cell phones in African nations that had less resources than the United States, Canada, England, Europe, whatever. So a lot of people have cell phones. In fact, where I live, most of the homeless have cell phones and data plans. So by 2027, with the vast majority of humans having access to smartphones, what could that mean? Well, you couple that with things like central banking, uh, digital currencies. How about AI being pushed in a way it's never been pushed before? How about uh, also the tracking capability of like your Google device, your Google uh, uh, services, Chrome. All your Google services are tracking you. They're are keeping track of what you do, what you say, what you search for. Every video uploaded on YouTube automatically has uh, a closed caption service provided to it free of charge through YouTube's algorithm, which basically tells YouTube and Google exactly what's in that video so that they can rank it, but also so they can censor it and flag it immediately which is another thing that's big on the agenda this year for tech is global sharing of digital information and global control over the Internet. Deciding the winners and losers. This is all in their article. This is a big deal. Uh, Biotech revolution. They intend to push for implants in the mind, which is something we were just reading over on the article at LifeSide News. They want to explore the possibility of this cyber tech implanted in the body. So you have smartphone technology built into your brain. Gee, what could go wrong? All of this is to bring people together in a new and profound way. This bright future that they plan doesn't include the glory of God. It does not include... The, the beautiful image and likeness of God that mankind possesses. It is an affront against it, in my, in my opinion. To be frank and to be honest with you, as a Catholic, I do believe in one world government. Uh, I believe that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is King of the Universe. And I think all human persons, no matter where they are found, should join that one body of Christ the one loaf, the one bread, the one church, the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. I believe in the one world religion, that is the Catholic faith, but not this diversity of all truths being equal, not this idea that we're all going to come together and create some utopian vision. This is not something that is good. So although I I see on one hand, this is just simply a conference of ideas, people are sharing and But it's what they do with those ideas when they go home, back to their countries. And how influenced they are by this idea that they should all be doing the same things. Especially when they do those things and see those things and interpret those things outside the lens of the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. We should be concerned about that. Let's pray for the salvation of all souls. We'll be right back.
1: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed what happens when you try to keep up with the current fashions? You go nuts. When we are obsessed with keeping up with the times, we become slaves. Fashions are never settled. To chase something that is always changing is simply futile. It's not freedom, it's insanity. G.K. Chesterton says, the Catholic Church is the only thing that saves a man from the degrading slavery of being a child of his age. Christianity is always out of fashion because it's always sane and fashions are always insane. The Catholic Church never has to worry about being behind the times because it is beyond the times. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Hey, Donnie, what are the two most important things we receive at Mass? The Christmas, scripture. That's right. All right, one more. Who loves you the most? Jesus. That's right. Mary. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) They love us too. If you don't educate your children in the faith, who will? Educate yourself and your family by listening daily to the Guadalupe Radio Network. And make sure to get the GRN
4: app by logging online to grnonline.com. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And here's a couple more headlines for you. This one's from the Catholic Vote Loop. Make sure to sign up for the Catholic Vote Loop on their website, catholicvote.org. The headline goes, Islamic State bombs church service in Congo. The Islamic State has claimed responsibility for a deadly bombing at a Protestant church service on Sunday in the Democratic Republic of Congo. At least 10 people were killed and more than three dozen injured in the terrorist attack on a church in eastern Congolese town of Hesindi on the border with Uganda on January 15th. Please pray for the repose of their souls. Catholic news agency also reports Meet the Spanish pilot who paid homage to Benedict the 16th on a flight to Rome Passengers are used to the pilot getting in the in, on the intercom rather to give them flight information but during a recent flight to Rome Spanish pilot Raul Ruiz took to the microphone to pay tribute to Pope Benedict XVI, speaking of his great legacy, to the surprise, and then applause, of those on board. He said, quote, I was also thinking about the coincidence of flying to Rome for the funeral of Benedict XVI, since I had the great fortune of being the one of the pilots who took their majesties, the King and Queen of Spain, to the funeral of St. John Paul II. This was a sign, the pilot thought. I was moved to see how many people went to Rome to say farewell, Spending all of their savings and even their vacation days, they were doing something and I just wasn't doing anything. In addition, the pilot said that he wasn't afraid of possible reprisals since if someone has to be afraid, it must be evil. Seeing so many people praying. When you speak well of a person as exemplary and as good as Benedict XVI, no one can be offended. I don't think anyone was offended, he explained. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to
0: God in all things. Thank you for keeping us up to date. Hey, Alex Newman joins us now by Zoom chat uh, from LibertySentinel.org. Good morning to you, Alex Newman. Thank you very much for having us. great to be here. Yeah, praise be to God. We're grateful for your time. Merry Christmas to you, by the way. Happy New Year. Merry um, Christmas and Happy
6: New Year as well. Thank you.
0: One of the Christmas gifts that keeps on giving is the Twitter file dumps. Um, they, I think we're at 14 now. We've seen information coming out from Matt Tavey and, and others about what was in all of these files. There's so much data that it's taking them a long time to go through it but there i mean there's been a lot of stories that have come out now uh COVID censorship russiagate hunter biden suppression just censorship in general the ukraine war uh have you been tracking this story and if so how do you see all of this information
6: i have yeah it's um it's very interesting now, i'll be the first to say uh, i don't necessarily trust elon musk but i'll also be the first to say i'm very pleased that all this information is coming out um you know and a lot of this frankly is stuff that we all knew i mean anybody who was paying attention knew anybody who had a twitter account knew that uh, conservatives were being shadow banned that people were being erased for telling the truth um to me it was obvious that this had to be coming from the government i mean what kind of idiot business would destroy their business model and remove their most popular user and all of his followers all of his key people um you know no sensible business would do that unless they were being encouraged to do so by the government so um I'm glad that this information is coming out if only for the benefit of those who are still uh you know stuck to CNN and refuse to see what's going on but uh, I think there's a lot more to go I think we we've only really scratched the surface so far with the censorship with the uh, Orwellian uh, weaponization of the federal government against conservatives against doctors uh we now know for example as well that there were this whole network of bots that was running around Um, There weren't even real people demanding lockdowns and face masks and and arrests of people who refused to participate in the craziness. So um, I'm glad they've been exposed. But I also think that, uh, you know, the exposure just has to be step one. Step two needs to be accountability. Uh, These things are criminal acts. The federal government has absolutely no authority to silence Americans. And in fact, it's it's a felony for a federal official to try to infringe on somebody's rights in color of law, under color of law. And that's exactly what happened here. These people acted like they had legal authority to demand that private companies censor Americans. Uh, That is flagrant criminality, and I think there needs to be serious punishment, serious accountability. I think we actually need prosecutions here.
0: Yeah. I I saw one article that said Pfizer basically uh, supplied like a million and a half dollars to Twitter to help fund the creation of bots that would automatically censor and flag accounts and also help decide who gets that check mark and who doesn't. That's pretty flagrant.
6: Yep, it is. And uh, you know, I think Pfizer also uh, they they need to be held accountable. And some of what we're learning now is just uh, horrific. Um, you know, in terms of uh, how they lied to the public, in terms of how they uh, they worked with powerful actors, including governments, to try to silence people who were um, critical of their products. Um, and, and I mean, <clears throat> there's a whole added layer of uh, evil here because it was taxpayers who were paying for all this, right? Taxpayers were being extorted for billions of dollars for these products that a lot of us didn't want. Uh, a lot of us, you know, we're talking to doctors and scientists saying that these products are dangerous. They're not safe. They're not effective. Now we know that's true, right? Now, now uh, the, the data is out. We know that um, regardless of whether you got the shot or not, you're probably going to get COVID. I mean, it's common wisdom. In fact, now the data shows you're more likely to get COVID, more likely to end up in the hospital, and more likely to die from COVID if you got the injections. Uh, And yet those of us who tried to point this out uh, were banned, um, shadow banned, flagged for misinformation, which, you know, that's a libel. If if you're running around telling people that I'm putting out fake news and I'm putting out true news and you're the liar, uh, that's a libel so um you know I, I think a lot of people are taking this too lightly uh, these revelations are incredibly serious this is the kind of stuff you see in totalitarian regimes um and and it's not even just about the censorship people died because uh honest debate was squelched and silenced and so i again i think we must have accountability here uh the exposure in the twitter files needs to be just step one of a long process
0: with cdc announcing this past uh week that they are in fact going to be investigating some of these issues uh, related to the COVID shot and uh, cardiac arrest and strokes. Does this mean we're allowed to talk about it now? I mean, are we, do we have permission to question the narrative? Because every time we ever did here, and we're a pretty small-time show, but every time we did, you know, we would get our hands slapped, uh, you know, by the censor lords. Uh, are, do you think you will see a change now? Well, beyond Twitter, I'm talking about beyond Twitter, like on YouTube or Facebook or some of these other platforms. Are we allowed to have these
6: conversations? No, uh, it's interesting. I, I was just on a show, um, a, a Christian show, and um, the video had, I think, almost 200,000 views on YouTube. And uh, suddenly YouTube took it down. And they didn't explain exactly why, but we have to assume it was because we were talking about the injections. And um you know, and, and some of the emails that have come out now going beyond Twitter, like some, some of the emails from the White House uh director of digital strategy or whatever his title was, Rob Flaherty. Uh, to executives at YouTube, to executives at Facebook, but I mean, this stuff is is unbelievable I mean, he he 's talking to these people at these social media companies like they're his personal slaves like right. we demand that you take this down and uh, and, and the Facebook executive response understood like I mean, what is this I mean this is like the kind of behavior that you see from gangster governments, from totalitarian regimes. Um, where there is no rule of law, where the people have no individual rights and where everybody exists at the pleasure of the state. Uh, this is not America. And, um, you know, it's, it's incredible to me that after all of this has come out, you still can't talk about it on Facebook. You still can't talk about it. You can't even share personal stories. Right. Uh, my dad took this injection. Unfortunately, I begged him not to. And less than 36 hours later, his heart stopped. And I tried to share mm-hmm. that and was censored for that. Uh, How can I not share a personal experience that happened in my family? Um, It's grotesque what's happened here, and uh, there are millions of people who've been affected by this. And again, uh, I believe that the censorship regime is part of the reason that these issues were not caught until now. If people could have had free conversations about it, if scientists and doctors could have traded notes on what was happening through YouTube videos, through Facebook posts, um, we probably would have realized these things much, much earlier. Mr Newman
4: this is uh, Rudy Carlos thank you for joining us here but uh, you know I'm wondering there's a sort of reaction uh, that that we have as Americans when we see totalitarian regimes outside you know all over the world we see wow we see these things and we we're outraged why do you think that there's a sort of a, a more nuanced sort of like a a weak sort of response to to these things that have been uh, been released from from the Twitter files by Americans
6: I think there's still kind of a normalcy bias. We all just, we know that we live in a free country. And so these types of things couldn't possibly happen here. So we're Mm -hmm. just going to pretend like they're not happening here. uh, And yet they are happening here. Um, and, you know, we still have the issue of there, there are millions of Americans out there who are still tuned into the very dishonest fake media. Um, you know, I, I know CNN's viewership has dropped significantly. I think they lost over a third of their viewers, uh, in 2022. Uh, and that's progress, but they still have, uh, you know, give or take a million viewers uh that's a lot of people to be brainwashed Uh, then you, then you add some of the other networks uh, and the fact is these networks are not reporting on this stuff you know you, you'll find almost nothing about this in the fake media in the abc's the cbs It's certainly not pbs and npr the government funded uh, propaganda machine yeah you're hearing about it on talk radio fox news and some of the others have even kind of dipped their toe in a little bit but uh, the reality is uh, there are still millions of americans who are listening to uh, dishonest propaganda organs that, uh, first of all, were bribed by the federal government. Um, billions and billions of dollars went out from the federal government to bribe media outlets to promote this vaccine. Uh, we've got the paper, we've got the documents for this. Um, of course, Pfizer, uh, you can't even turn on a TV anymore without saying this news broadcast is brought to you by Pfizer. This news broadcast is brought to you by Moderna, right? Mm-hmm. Just nonstop. So the amount of money out there flowing. Um, and and a lot of people have testified this, even over at Newsmax. You know, they were firing hosts who were who were blowing the whistle on the vaccine. So I think a big part of it is uh, a lot of Americans are still ignorant about it. And that's why shows like yours are so important to get this information out to people who otherwise might not hear it. We
0: are just about at a network break here. Alex Newman is our guest. His website is Liberty Sentinel, libertysentinel.org. And we're talking about the Twitter files. And right on the other side of the break, I want to ask about... The revelation that we now learn that so many ex-CIA and FBI agents went to work for Twitter. It seems very odd to me. Why would that be? Let alone the fact that the Pentagon was running fake accounts to influence people in uh, the Middle East. All that. Plus, I want to get Alex's take on uh, some of the Davos topics that are related here. All that coming up right after this very quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. the
2: Drive Time is coming up next. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question. Should pastors and churches place expectations and obligations on the congregation? Your average non-Catholic evangelical would say no, maybe even no way. It might be said, we do not need written order, discipline, or expectations. Those should derive from personal desire and from the Holy Spirit, not from a church. Or, each Christian's conscience should be sufficient for correction and discipline. Or, the Holy Spirit will personally lead each believer as to what church or to attend, and certainly how often they should go. So, here's your three best friendships. Tools for Catholic evangelism. Natural law says human society cannot be well ordered nor prosperous unless it has legitimate authority to preserve its own institutions. The Bible. Secondly, the Bible, which says in multiple places such as Hebrews 13:17, obey them that have the rule over you. And thirdly, the Catholic Church says when we are properly ordered, we will be capable of resisting conformity to the contemporary demands of unhealthy individualism. So obligations, much obliged.
1: From the University of Dallas
5: and as seen on EWTN.
2: What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage.
1: Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu.
0: Be the Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLennan. So good to be on with you. Alex Newman is our guest. LibertySentinel.org is the website. We're talking about the Twitter files, sort of like the ramifications of all of this, I would say on a global scale. Um, Alex, welcome back to the show. I want to ask you about your take on learning that so many employees at Twitter used to work for three-letter agencies, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and others. Like, that seems very strange. Why would there be so many former intelligence officers working in social media today? What do we make of that? Is, there, is this a nothing burger, or is there something more?
6: This is huge. And, um, long before these latest revelations came out, the, the, the leadership of, uh, all, all these major companies, Google, Facebook, I guess they call themselves Meta now or whatever, uh, Twitter, all these companies are, are totally uh, filled with XCIA, XFBI. Uh, but really this, uh, this should have been recognized as a problem a long time ago. Uh, if you look at the history of Silicon Valley, if you look at, how these giant companies were were funded, how they were stood up. Uh, In almost every case, you will find the tentacles of the intelligence agencies and the security agencies everywhere. And I mean everywhere uh, from the initial stages. If you look at Google, um, they were stood up with DARPA money. DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. If you look at Facebook, uh, Facebook got a lot of its uh, initial money from uh the Incutel network. Uh, Incutel is of course the uh, the investment arm of the intelligence community. And so um I, I think these institutions really should have been Looked at very suspiciously from the get go. Why is the government creating this organization that's demanding all of this information from us? Why do they need to know our birthday and what our relationship is to everybody and where we live and what our political views are? And why are people putting that there? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so bizarre. And the same thing with Google. Why is the federal government um, involved? in uh, creating this thing that's supposed to revolutionize the internet. Uh, That's really not the role of the federal government. That's not the proper role of the federal government. So uh, I was not surprised by any of this. Um, In fact, I think there was really a dual purpose to all of these technologies and all of these companies. They they really should be regarded as um, extensions of the intelligence gathering apparatus and and that should have been clear even before this i think at this point it's now undeniable but um it's very very serious and and you know to go back to what we were saying with the twitter files uh these are scandals that people should be talking about these are scandals that people should be outraged about and unfortunately there's just too many people that are not paying attention and don't even know these things and so we're just allowing this to continue
3: but mr newman i i've been reliably informed by people who call themselves critical thinkers uh that None of these are real problems. These are not things that are serious problems. <laughs> the, the conservatives are just, are just gaslighting. We're, we're making things up. Uh, traditionalists are, just, are, trying to, are not critical thinkers, and we need to listen to the real critical thinkers who are listening to and regurgitating the mainstream narrative. It always fascinates me that the people who are just regurgitating what they hear on CNN and MSNBC and so on and so forth – uh, call themselves critical thinkers and accuse everyone of DS- that disagrees with them with not being critical thinkers with just going with the mainstream narrative. It just, the, my I guess, my question is how on earth do are they convinced that they are the critical thinkers whenever they are regurgitating what they're hearing on the mainstream media?
6: Yeah, that's a good question. And I, I was having a discussion about this with a friend of mine who uh, works in academia. He's a tenured professor at a major state university system. And, um, You know, I think what we're dealing with here in a very real Uh, sense is a cult. Um, and and that sounds outrageous to the people who are in the cult <laughs> because they're in the cult. Um, but you know they they have been programmed. They they've almost been conditioned, like like Pavlov did with his dogs, right? Um, you you do this behavioral conditioning process, and we're seeing this. Uh, it's not just coming from the media. It's not just CNN. It's also uh, you know the K through twelve public school system. It's the the government uh, academia, the universities. Um, they're conditioning the younger generation to um to really be unthinking and yet to think of themselves as these critical thinkers that's really one of the incredible ironies here is that these people who are so brainwashed and are doing no thinking of their own uh really regard themselves as the critical thinkers but um i I think you know what we are dealing with here really are the symptoms of a cult and uh, there have been a, a growing number of parents now whose children go off to university uh, and they're having to hire professional cult deprogrammers wow. to try to get their children back because their children go and they come back and they're unrecognizable. They're like Marxist revolutionary cult members. Uh, and so these parents are paying like three hundred dollars an hour to, to use. These are the same tactics that uh, that these professionals use to deprogram members who get sucked into cults like Jim Jones's thing, right, uh, where they're told that anybody who brings in outside information is is bad and is hostile. And so you shouldn't even it's not that you should evaluate the information information. information, the evidence that's being brought to your attention, it's that you need to just shut down and start drooling and shout things like racist or sexist or or, um, religious nut or, you know, whatever uh, terminology they're supposed to respond with. Um, It's very dangerous, actually. It's it's incredibly dangerous. Uh, And during the COVID pandemic, um, a term got really popularized uh, by Matthias Desmet, a professor over in Belgium, uh, called um, mass formation psychosis, where you have this kind of like population level um psychosis, right, where people just kind of lose their minds. And I unfortunately I don't think we're out of the woods yet on that. I think we're still dealing with it. Yeah. yeah.
3: I think another I mean a great example I was thinking of, I was speaking to a friend of mine who is a a good Catholic um who pretty much agrees with uh with me on like ninety nine point nine percent of things. And we we're talking about conspiracy theories and they were saying Oh, well, you know, I just don't believe in conspiracy theories. I think conspiracy theories are just crazy. I just believe whatever is in front of me. And I was like, you don't believe in, in any conspiracy theories? Like none? Like anything that people call conspiracy theories? And they've like demonized the term. And I would, and talking to atheists, I'm saying, well, you believe in at least one conspiracy theory, right? You believe that the apostles. From the in the New Testament, <laughs> did not uh, conspired to fake the death uh, the the resurrection of Christ and convince the world that Christianity is true and converted like sixty percent of the population of the world. Do you believe in that conspiracy, right? If you're an atheist, um, so I think uh, what what about the uh, the term conspiracy theory and all this.
6: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, the CIA actually back in the 1960s did a deliberate campaign to try to associate the term conspiracy and conspiracy theory with silliness, with absurdity and and um you know, they just did this endless repetition of uh calling ri- ridiculous and idiotic things conspiracy theories or conspiracies uh, and then associating that with other things that were actually legitimate. Uh, and you know, I think from the Christian perspective, um y- you bring up a very an excellent point. Um, and, and the Bible actually talks about multiple conspiracies. Um, if you go back to Psalm 2, uh, it says the kings of the earth conspire in some translations. Other translations use a synonym uh, they take counsel together against. The Lord and his anointed one. Uh, and so thousands of years ago during the time of David, uh, powerful people were conspiring. Um, and, and, you know, all these people who, who claim to be against conspiracy theories, you know, if you tell them that local businessmen are conspiring to rip people off, or you tell them that some Fortune 500 companies, uh, colluded to, um, uh, you know, rip off consumers or uh um, market some product that wasn't good. They'd be like, oh yeah, of course, you know, corporations are evil, of course they conspire. But when you tell oh, there might be politicians, oh no, no, you no, know, politicians would never conspire. Uh and, and again, if, if they would spend two seconds examining these beliefs as a rational person, they'd say, Well, of course there must be conspiracies, right? People the definition of conspiracy is just two or more people working for some nefarious purpose in secret. There must be conspiracies everywhere. Um But, you know, all that requires at least some degree of critical thinking. And they are being conditioned, again, not to think about these things. Well, we know that uh, Adam Schiff
0: conspired with Twitter to suppress his opponents and to uh, suppress right. the people he did not like, apparently, which, by the way, uh let's not forget we also learned that they the federal government had a back end portal with which they could log in and do their own censoring. They didn't even need to bother anybody at Twitter anymore. I mean, it, this yeah. is just really really bizarre. But let me switch gears here a little bit and move to Davos. I do believe they're tangentially related. Uh in and in the last segment I was talking about some of the agenda items on 2023 Davos as everybody gathers over there. And uh digital censorship, although they're not using that word, is on the agenda they want to have digital data flows that are global they want to control the uh the types of information that's allowed out there what they they're using the term cyber security but when you read that you're like mm, they mean censorship they mean to control the narrative on a global scale uh what are your thoughts on the Davos 2023 agenda
6: Yeah, Davos is, I think, one of the most nefarious front groups for this um, Orwellian totalitarian global agenda. Um, And and they've really come out of the closet on their desire to silence everybody. In fact, um, it was just a few months ago the uh, U.N. communications czar, I, I forget her full title, but it's something like a director of Under undersecretary general of communications or something. Uh, Melissa Fleming was on a podcast for the World Economic Forum and was bragging about how they have reached a partnership with Google to silence uh, what they describe as climate misinformation um, and to promote uh, the U.N.'s viewpoint on this. Now, I've experienced this uh, up close and personal. I, I go to these U.N. climate summits. I just got back a few weeks ago from the one in Egypt Um and, um, you know, I've been covering the U.N. for over a decade as a journalist, and my articles used to be the top search result at Google. You know, if you would type in Agenda 2030, which uh, the U.N. describes as the master plan for humanity, uh, that's their terminology, not mine. Uh, and, of course, that's um, almost blasphemous, right? God can have a master plan for humanity, not the Amen. U.N. But, um I, I did an article about that, and it was the top search result. If you looked, if you typed in Google "Agenda 2030," "UN Agenda 2030," "Sustainable Development Goals," almost whatever terms you used, my article was result number one for years and years. Wow. And then one day it just completely disappeared. It's gone. You can't find it, even if you have the exact title. Google has literally de-indexed it. And so what happens now? Now you get like ten pages of UN propaganda about Agenda 2030 before you actually get to anything from an outside source. And and, and you don't even find critical things for pages and pages and pages. So um, the UN and the World Economic Forum are very open now about their desire to do this. Um, I, I bet it's a story I've been covering for a long time. The European Union is is very much in on this as well. Uh, and they have conscripted the big tech companies, including Microsoft, including Google, including Facebook and Twitter and all the rest of them. Uh, and this is so dangerous, right? Um, Because we used to talk about the marketplace of ideas where the best ideas would would rise to the top. And the answer to bad ideas was more speech, right? Correct ideas. Well, what happened now? They realized their lies couldn't even compete in a rigged marketplace, right? They tried uh, rigging their algorithms. They tried shadow banning people and what happened? People were still so hungry for the truth that they were seeking this stuff out. And so now they just decided, well, we just have to completely take you off. We just have to completely remove you. And this is so dangerous to humanity, not just in medicine, not just in science, but in everything, right? If we can't have an honest and open discussion that um, leads to catastrophe.
0: Yeah, wow. So much to be on the hunt for here, looking at this information, because they also want to put those brain implants. Going back to Musk, as we wrap this conversation up, Musk is a big transhumanist. He would love to see that. Uh, He has a company that's uh, looking into that right now, which is why we can't trust him as far as we could throw him. But we are grateful that he has made this information public. But uh, Alex Newman, LibertySentinel.org. God bless you. God love you. Thank you for your time today. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. All right. We appreciate it. That's going to do it for hour number one. If you can join us in the second hour, we would surely love to have you. Of course, we'll have the game show plus the after show to talk directly with you. But then I want to talk about some Gen Z trends out there. Do you know anybody in the Gen Z trend, like Adrian, for instance? We're going to talk about that coming up right after the break. Otherwise, we'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. God bless you. God love you. We'll see you then.
6: This is a messy family minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Sometimes it can seem that our family life is humdrum, monotonous and insignificant. But Christ began his public ministry at the wedding at Cana. When we read this account in the gospel, we're reminded that our marriage, our ordinary family life is important to God.
7: Our Lord and our Lady love our families and they are present with us. They desire to change what is ordinary into the extraordinary. The Lord can take our simple and everyday tasks and make them holy.
6: Like the servants at the wedding at Cana, We need to notice when we run out of wine, when we run out of joy, when we run out of love. It is then that we turn to Our Lady and ask for her help. She can bring Christ into our lives, our ordinary water, and transform it into wine.
7: And when we invite Christ into our lives to transform us, He creates the best wine of all. For more advice, ideas, and encouragement, visit us at MessyFamilyProject.org.
5: The rule of St. Benedict has guided monastic communities for nearly 1,500 years.
7: One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey.
5: Benedictine monks still use the book every day to order our daily lives. So what's the secret to the rule's vitality, moderation, and flexibility? St. Benedict calls it a little rule for beginners. Since we're really all beginners, the rule is as relevant for you as it is for monastic communities. It helps us believe, I can be holy too. The rule is also flexible. St. Benedict makes it clear that everything takes a back seat to the guiding principle of saving souls. In St. Benedict's rule, the goal is holiness.
1: For your
7: free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. OneMinuteMonk.com
5: Remember, holiness is the end point, not the place where most of us start.
1: Tuned right here on KSHJ, Houston, Texas, 1430 a.m. It's food for your immortal soul, all day and all night.
0: Really enjoyed that. If you missed that, you can always catch the podcast of Catholic Drive Time on the website, grnonline.com, forward slash cdt, or better way, download the Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app, on your iOS or Android device, all you got to do is go into your app store, search for the Guadalupe Radio Network, you'll find it, download it, it's free. Listen to your local GRN radio station, find programming information, get your contact information for your GM, listen to the podcast and the fly out there, the three bar, what do you, what do you cool kids call it, the three bars? The we just call them bar. the three dots. Well, it's little, bars, I
4: think, in ours. little three things. Yeah, three, yeah. The little menu You don't call it the flyout? Thing. The flyout, no. What do what
0: what the kids say today?
4: I don't think they say anything about that, but he, let
0: me just propose oh, something really the Hopper? quickly. you the what? We call it the Dinglehopper? Do you Let
4: me propose no. something really quickly. <laughs> if you are uh, watching mm-hmm. us live on our uh, social media platforms, go ahead and post your most favorite conspiracy theory since oh. we were just talking to Alex Newman. And Is this going to be the Conspiracies. Show? That would be funny. Yeah. Interesting. Go ahead and do that. If you're unaware, we actually do stream some of our um, – we-, we stream all of our show actually to mm-hmm. our, our social media platforms. Go, go to YouTube, Odyssey, mm-hmm. Rumble. Uh, mm-hmm. Where else are we,
3: Joe? Facebook.
4: Facebook, Facebook. of course.
3: Uh, Uh, Meta.
4: Are we on the Meta? Uh, Technically, since they call Uh, themselves Meta. Look up Catholic Drive Time. Make sure to join us. We're on Facebook,
0: Twitter. We're on YouTube. YouTube, We're on Rumble. We're on Odyssey. We cross-share to other places. But honestly, the biggest conversations happen on Rumble. They Mm -hmm. happen on YouTube. And they are happening on Facebook as well. So you can find all the links at GRANonline.com forward slash GDT. But... uh, your favorite conspiracy theories, eh?
5: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
4: Mm
0: hmm. That could be a very
4: fascinating conversation. My favorite conspiracy theory is um, that mm-hmm. you'll win. You know, if you gamble, you'll win something. That's like, that's a
0: conspiracy?
4: But you don't have to gamble to win, right, Joe? Well, why don't we
0: ask Clarissa what she thinks about your conspiracy? Because <laughs> she won the Mercedes
4: last year. It's funny how people say, oh, I never win anything. And then she they wins. do.
0: Oh, so that's so, okay. So in other words, the conspiracy is I'll never win. Maybe. But the reality is sometimes you do. <laughs> you, I got go- you can win big. I'm you You can win big down. this year. Yeah, your big year. Yeah, big year this year. Uh, the 2023 Mercedes Benz CLA 250 in polar white. Now, okay, maybe someday we'll give out like a, a 300 SL. Could you imagine? Ooh, Could you like imagine? Like, what year? Uh, what year would you prefer? What's your like conspiratorial an v- view? Like an 80s an SL?
4: 80s Ooh, SL? Boy! There's one parked in the parking lot sometimes. What's, what's the model in. with the Gullwing doors? I have no idea. Oh, Isn't man. that a BMW?
0: No. No, anyway. no, no, no. It's an AMG Mercedes that has the Gullwing doors. I forget what model that is. That's the one I want you mean to see. A, you mean Get an AMG? An AMG, the AMG. Uh but we someone's gonna drive away. Some somebody who's out there saying, I never win anything is gonna be winning this year. Praise be to God. Uh a brand new Mercedes. Uh, All you got to do is get in on the raffle from the Guadalupe Radio Network, which you can do on the website at grnonline.com forward slash raffle. You can get the tickets for 25 bucks a piece, or you can get five for $100. That's an extra absolutely for free. Go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle. The raffle will, the name, the winner will be drawn February the 24th. So you better act fast if you want to get in on this. It's a great way to support the Catholic radio station you are listening to right now on the Guadalupe Radio Network. If you want, you could also call your local GM and ask them directly, how is the best, what's the best way for me to get my tickets, and how can I support you in supporting this local GRN radio station? Go to grnonline.com for the details. Praise be to God. Well, general Zers. Apparently, because we were just talking to Alex Newman, Adrian, Speaking if you could shift that, if you could shift that video, that'd be great. Oh, we were just talking to Alex Newman uh, about, uh, you know, some of these issues over at Twitter, and uh, God, you my my screen going crazy on me all of a sudden. Ah, <laughs> uh, how come it doesn't want to work? Why don't Why don't you work? There you go, uh, Gen Zers. In relation to all like all of the the data and the these platforms and the censorship, I saw this article and it did fascinate me. Gen Z gets real, flees traditional social media platforms for more authentic upstarts. Now like generally generally speaking, the conspiracy goes that the younger generations are not as smart as the older generations. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. he, like I was sharing the top of that last hour. My Marine Corps drone instructors were always like, yeah, you guys are supposed to be the smartest, brightest, you know, recruits ever in the history of the Corps. Like, right. <laughs> sure. As he pounded us into oblivion, he would taunt us with that. Um, but could it be that the Gen Zers know something we don't know? Yes. That, I doubtful, doubtful, highly doubtful. But here's a little bit of the article. It says, in recent years, Gen Z... The demographic cohort born between 1997 and 2012—guess that means you, Adrian—has become the only generation to report a reduction in the use of traditional social media platforms like Facebook, i.e., Meta, Twitter, and Instagram, citing a lack of trust as one of the major reasons. Why?
4: What? No way, Gen Zers! But where are they going? Are smarter
0: than everybody else?
4: I want to know where they're going.
3: Telegram. Because if it says uh-huh.
0: TikTok,
4: mm-hmm. it's over. It's so
0: over. Telegram. <laughs> Telegram. Although Gen Z, sometimes referred to as Zoomers, has reported less use of traditional social apps like TikTok, remains exceptionally popular with the demo. So there you go, folks. The, the brilliant, smart Gen Zers are giving up on things like Facebook, Twitter. An Instagram to go for TikTok.
3: I, I You know, I legit, <laughs> I, I heard someone say, I was talking to friends of mine who actually, they are off of Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, but have TikTok. And they were telling me, they're like, uh, you know, I. the reason why is because I understand that they're all tracking us. All of them. <laughs> Every single one of these things are tracking us, stealing yeah. our data, yeah. using it against us. Yeah. He says, but at the end of the day, facebook instagram twitter youtube all these guys have way more uh influence over my life and can actually affect my life whereas china can have my data what are they going to do with it they, they're all the way across the world uh <laughs> like at the end of the day like if we go to war then okay whatever at that point i mean what are they gonna do with my data specifically yeah uh, so they're kind of like have yeah. you heard
0: the story i think 60 minutes covered this uh The TikTok feed in China is not the same as the TikTok feed in the West. Mm -hmm. In China, they feed kids information like on school stuff, science, engineering, you know, information that helps them grow and learn. But in the West, it's it's all degenerate, depraved, hot mess of social ugliness.
4: Overtly just overtly sexual. Some yeah, would say
0: transgendered ideology. Some mm-hmm. would oh, say yeah. that is cyber warfare, psychological cyber warfare. Absolutely. And Gen Zers are flocking to that platform. This says, the article says this perhaps has something to do with TikTok's algorithm, which, according to digital entrepreneur A.J. Kumar, was built on an, inter- an interest graph. The TikTok, he explained, works by taking a user's interests and content they interact with, capturing their likes and dislikes, and then associating the user with user groups comprised of others who share similar interests, writes Kumar. TikTok is more tailored to content, while the likes of Instagram revolve around uh, more paid ads, according to digital marketing, design, and intra-entrepreneurship blogger, uh, more traditional platforms have been accused of being designed to keep people in their echo chambers. TikTok doesn't appear to do this. Of course, more serious criticisms have been leveled against the Chinese <laughs> app. Well, I mean, look at your experience. Rudy, remember when we were, t- we were experiment- experiment yeah. <laughs> experimenting with TikTok about a year ago?
4: <laughs> it was hilarious. So I, I would I, you know, I'd make these little funny videos. I would try and make uh, just entertaining things about the headlines. And as soon as I criticized China, just one time, I was seeing just a lot of, uh, I was seeing a lot of traction. So I would make a video, I would get thousands of views, and then I would make one about China, and all of a sudden it would just go boom. Pfft. Like, it almost like it was like I never even posted anything. Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was it's a rigged game. It's a total rigged game. Uh, the article goes on to say, Gen Z, it appears, is changing the way we communicate, fed up with the endless chasing after likes, shares, and new followers, not to mention the, uh, the effects of these platforms on their mental health. Zoomers are embracing new apps that focus more on simple content creation. Take Be Real. For example, a photo sharing company that asks users to literally be real ha 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 it's I see where they 're going with all this <laughs> based no cap this realness involves users posting an unfilled what unfiltered okay i 'm out can 't do it sorry we got to filter all these photos unfiltered photos of themselves every twenty four hours what like I have to do this. this is crazy. Every day, according to the app's website, it, at a different time, everyone is notified simultaneously to capture and share a photo in two minutes. Are you guys on Be oh, Real? No. Weird. Are you on Be
3: Real? No. no. It, it's kind no. of interesting, though. That I've seen people use it, huh. and it, 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 it exactly is what it is, it's what it's saying. It's like they're trying to get people to... Uh, try to be have a social media site that's actually showing your real life, which I don't know why people want to show their real lives, anyways. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's just weird to me. For I'm likes, like, I don't want to show people what I'm, my life is about. But anyway, they, what they do is, yeah, so you'll get a notification throughout, like randomly in mm-hmm. a day. Sometime during the day, you'll get a no- random notification saying, you have two minutes to take a photo. And there's a timer, and you're like, okay, you pull out your phone. Like, okay, what am I doing? All right, you take a photo, how it is, and you post it. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'll be eating at this time. I was at the gym at this time, or I was at work at this time. And so whatever it was, mm-hmm. you're actually getting a photo of you living your life and doing something normal. So you have
4: probable deniability. So you yeah. have probable <laughs> deniability. <laughs>
3: Let's see where yeah. they go with it. And, and the other thing is, it's supposed to be like so people will stop trying to filter their lives and make it so curated so that way every every photo is like the pristine pif- pif- picture perfect i've taken yeah. 4000 photos and edited them and this is the best one so it's trying to combat that. It's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Be Real has 10 million daily users, most of them under the age of 25, and residing in the U.S. In fact, two-thirds of the app's unique visitors are between the ages of 18 and 24. Other new apps attracting Zoomers with a focus on authenticity include SciChat, Paparazzi, and LockIt. The Never first is an app that allows users to sign up with their university email addresses. That's how Facebook started, by the way. And uh, and write anonymous posts visible only to students who attend the same educational institute. Again, that's how Facebook started. Paparazzi, meanwhile, is a photo-sharing network that allows friends to act as each other's paparazzi. Yikes. Using profiles, user profiles are built not by themselves, but by their friends. That's Yikes. kind of scary. No, thank you. <laughs> like, I'll pass. <laughs> pass. Yikes. What are they going to say? Finally, Lockit is a free app that encourages users to add photos to their friends home screens. Members of Gen Z, it appears, can't get enough of Lockit. Yeah. Guess what's going to happen? What if with, I don't have friends. Well, what if you have enemies, not friends, and these people post photos that are very not good of you? I mean, yeah. that could go bad quick. I'll pass. Hard pass. <laughs> but don't write traditional social media's obituary just yet. As a recent piece in Weird Noted, or Wired, not weird, Wired Noted, Meta, Twitter, and other stalwarts will inevitably respond to this seismic shift. So we have seen Facebook really push their their shorts and uh, in, in hopes of combating TikTok. So Insta, uh, shorts on Instagram and Facebook owned by the same people. Those are opportunities. YouTube is also pushing shorts in a big way because they're trying to compete with TikTok. But ultimately, all of these platforms are not our besties. They're not our BFFs. And uh, you don't have to be a Zoomer to come to that. I think as Catholic evangelists, what we need are smart people, smart Catholics creating technologies that allow us to share the good, the true, and the beautiful, the gospel message to the masses. And I would say, where are the apps that allow Catholics to do uh, you know, phone-to-phone, peer-to-peer group sharing? So using Bluetooth technology, just like marketers use Bluetooth technology to know where you're located, next to what store, so they can advertise to you because they're tracking your phone. You, by the way, when you turn your phone off, you can't turn off your Bluetooth connectivity. It still exists. They can still track your phone when your phone is turned off. Did you know that? Well, why can't we leverage that same technology to then, when we walk into a crowd, immediately share a gospel message, a piece of digital content, a podcast, a video about the Catholic faith to the masses? Where are the apps that allow us to do this? Where are the technology geniuses in the Gen Z Zoomer generation that's supposed to be so bright, where are they to help us prepare for this bright future? I don't know. Maybe they're out there. If so, call me. Let's talk. Hey, all right. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to play our game show Fear and Trembling, where prizes are involved, when you're going to learn something. And you don't even need to be a Gen Zer to do it. It's possible to not be in Gen Z and learn something today and win prizes and have a good time. But what you need to do is call right now, 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424, call right now, 877-757-9424. First caller gets to play the game, 877-757-9424, we'll be right back.
8: John, why do Catholics confess their sins to a priest rather than going directly to God? Because that's the way God set things up for us to receive His forgiveness. In James 5:16, God, through sacred scripture, commands us to confess our sins to one another. Scripture does not say confess your sins straight to God and only to God. It says confess your sins to one another. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 6, Jesus tells us that he was given authority on earth to forgive sins. And then scripture proceeds to tell us in verse eight that this authority was given to men, plural. In John 20 verse 21, Jesus says to his disciples, peace be with you as the father has sent me, even so I send you. How did the father send Jesus? Well, we just saw in Matthew nine that the father sent Jesus with the authority on earth to forgive sins. Now Jesus sends out his disciples as the father has sent him. So what authority must Jesus be sending his disciples out with? The authority on earth to forgive sins. And listen to the next two verses. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Why would Jesus give the apostles the power to forgive or retain sins if he wasn't expecting folks to confess their sins to them? That's crazy. And how could they forgive or retain sins if no one was confessing their sins to them? The Bible tells us to confess our sins to one another. It also tells us that God gave men the authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus sends out his disciples with the authority on earth to forgive sins. When Catholics confess our sins to a priest, we are simply following the plan laid down by Jesus Christ. He forgives sins through the priest. It is God's power, but he exercises that power through the ministry of the priest. A Beacon
9: of Truth in a Troubled World This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
2: Welcome to another round of Fear and Trembling, the Catholic trivia game show that helps
10: you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants it's a 50 50 chance and prizes are involved avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth call now to take your shot 877-757-9424 and now your host joe
0: mcclain praise be to jesus christ welcome back to catholic drive time and fear and trembling a Catholic trivia game show that has secrets and agendas that I'm not allowed to tell you. Unless, of course, you promise me. Pinky swear. You're never going to tell another soul. All right? That's number one. Number two. got to call to play the game. First caller gets to be the contestant at 877-757-9424. All easy question Tuesday today, apparently, at 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877 877- 757 9424. There are a few things we like to do on the program, on the game show, on the down low, though, the QT. We like to do this quietly. We don't want anybody to know what we're doing here in reality. The conspiracy is we are trying to teach people a few things about the Catholic faith. All right, so are we? Hmm, do we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you didn't know before? Maybe, possibly. Then, of course, we like to have a laugh, a good chuckle, a good time, and our callers are amazing. They laugh with us. We appreciate that most, but they have to call 877-757-9424 to laugh with us at 877-757-9424. And then we give out prizes, which means this is a winner for everybody involved, right? Because you could learn, you could laugh, and you could win when you call 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. First caller gets to play the game at 877-757-9424. Now, the kicker is, the secret sauce in all of this is, we don't ask the caller the question, so they don't need to know. They may not know a single correct answer, but could still win the game. And that's because instead of asking them, I shall ask Rudy and I shall ask Adrian, one of which will give us a correct answer. The other will give us an incorrect answer, but what you can count on for sure is that i am on your side that's not a conspiracy
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. that's true
0: that's fact uh but right. otherwise uh one of them will give us right one get it wrong and if the caller gets 15 seconds to decide who do they trust more and then the answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize which is a
4: uh rudy praise be to god our sponsor this week is blessed catholic blessed catholic collects mm. and restores antique metals mm. rosaries and other things Ooh giving them new life for your devotions. Please make sure to check out their Etsy page. They have all kinds of medals, miraculous medals on there, uh, saints medals, all kinds of really interesting things, as well as uh, connect with them on Facebook. The winner this week is going to receive a handmade St. Francis pocket rosary, which features a sterling silver crucifix and white glass beads. And I believe the center, the reason why it's called the St. Francis Pocket Rosary is because the center uh, piece there is uh, St. Francis Medal. Make sure to check out their Facebook, as I mentioned, facebook.com forward slash blessed catholic. Or if you want to check out their wares, go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash blessed catholic. Thank you so much, Amber.
0: Praise be to God. Let's go to the phones. John, good morning to you. Merry Christmas, John. Happy New Year.
11: Thank you. Praise Praise be to God.
0: Dodge City, Kansas, all back on the board. It's good to be back on the board here today. Uh, first, first Kansas caller in 2023. John, how was yeah. Christmas?
11: It was okay. It was uh, just my wife and I. Our our kids would we do every other year. We switch the kids to get to do with their in laws. So we were by ourselves for Christmas.
0: Oh, perfect. oh. I bet that was still sweet. Very oh, yeah. intimate between the two of you. Now, John. Did your wife buy you the brand-new pickup truck? I mean, that's just between me and you. Did she <laughs> She come through? The, the Raptor. Or?
4: Midnight Blue Raptor.
0: Midnight Blue Raptor on the
3: driveway. She Christmas bought you morning. a uh, ton of GRN tickets to uh, be entered into the raffle? <laughs> to win the <a> Mercedes. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. Praise be to God, John. Well, John, I know you're an old veteran here, and you know how this game works. Are you ready to play, sir? Yes, sir. Now, let's do this. We will start with Rudy Carlos, who is... Abandoned ties, apparently, completely. Still wearing a sweater.
4: Uh-oh. 85
0: mm. degrees in Houston, Texas. He's wearing a sweater and Let's a jacket. See.
4: How warm is it going to be today? Talk Let's about see, conspiracy right. theories.
1: 85
0: degrees? Uh don't quote me on no that, way. John. Just go with it. It's uh, only 80 64. degrees. Only 80 degrees,
1: 80, 80 degrees
0: oh. today in Houston, Texas. But you have a sweater on. Ooh. Oh, 42. Yikes. Rudy, are you ready? I am ready. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh. All right, Rudy. Let me start with an easy one. Is the fisherman's ring containing the name of the reigning pope worn by the pope?
4: Hmm, okay. Does the pope wear the fisherman's ring? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. But only on fishing trips.
0: Oh. Just kidding. He
4: wears it all the time. I see. I wonder if he takes it off to wash his hands. Maybe. Takes it off to go to bed. I don't know.
0: Yeah, or like after deer hunting, he's got to, you know, process the animal. Nah, Nah, you you got to leave it on. Oh, do you? Yeah. I don't know. know. Okay. All right. So your answer is yes. Yes. Okay. Adrian, I'm really curious. What are you going to say on this one? But if you can help me out, is the fisherman's ring containing the name of the reigning pope
3: worn by the pope? No, in fact, the person who wears the fisherman's ring mm-hmm. is, uh, what's the, the, I forget the title of the guy's name, right. the guy who uh, knocks in the head of the dead pope,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do they call him? What?
3: <laughs>
0: uh, but it starts with a C. <laughs> yeah, I'm forgetting. The, uh, the guy the whose job Kemalde, it is, is no, to be not in charge when the chair is empty.
3: Yeah, he's supposed to go in, seal up the papal office. The Camerlingo.
0: Carl Camerlingo. Camer-
3: there you go. There you go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs>
0: So your answer is no. My answer is no. All right, uh, John in Dodge City, Kansas. You got two options here. Adrian says, no, the fisherman's ring is not worn by the Pope. It's worn by the Camerlengo. And Rudy says, yes, of course, it's worn by the Pope. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? John, what say you?
11: Well, this one
4: really did stump me, but I think
11: Rudy's right. So <laughs> <laughs> mm,
5: So why? <laughs>
0: I mean, it is all easy Tuesday questions, so uh, you're (laughs) in, in, John. You could win. It's possible. So sit back, relax, let your hair down, and just enjoy the next two questions. We're going to start with Adrian on this next one, uh, which I know is an apocalypse expert Mm. with advanced degrees Mm. in revelations, Mm -hmm. Uh, according to your Twitter profile. Right. So... Uh And we all know there's no fake news there. There's no lying. It's no. impossible. Zero.
8: Everything's could, truthful.
0: Could you help me out here? Which number
3: reoccurs many times in the book of Revelation? Ah, oh, well, you no. know, I I may or may not have just uh, purchased the book, The Antichrist and the Apocalypse really, by Dr. Taylor Marshall. What? I may or may not have purchased that. And I may oh. or may not have read it. Okay. And I'm going to go mm-hmm. with the answer is seven.
0: Seven. Seven. The number of
3: perfection.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Rudy, perhaps you could shed some light on this. Mm. Which number reoccurs many times in the Book of Revelation?
4: Yes, that's going to be 42, which is why Douglas Adams, the author of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe, says it's the answer to life, everything. The the question is the answer, the ultimate question to life, the universe, and everything. 42. It's a little little, uh, Easter Uh egg there. I see. 42. Mm-hmm. 42. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe, you say? Galaxy.
0: Ga- galaxy. I'm sorry, yeah, Galaxy. That's a big difference. Uh-huh. Galaxy. So it doesn't it's even but, include the universe. It's no. much smaller than yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. All right, John, in Kansas, you got options. Uh, Rudy is on the board for 42, and Adrian is on the board for seven, as a number that reoccurs many times in the book of Revelation. Who is right? Who is wrong? Do- John, in Dodge City, Kansas, what say you, sir?
11: Well, I gotta say,
1: Adrian.
3: You have to? Like you, you didn't have an option? Or. <laughs> hey, John, no. you, you get to say Adrian is what you meant to say, right? That, that's, that's what you meant. I, I, I can read between the lines. I think he was legally forced to say Adrian. I think he Adrian. meant to say he gets it to. It was beyond his his willpower. Don't you know, John, coerced. when you go with Adrian, you get younger, faster, um, stronger. yeah. Your don't hair grows don't, back. Don't buy it, John. Your hair don't goes back to his original form. That's Hashtag you know fake news. My new wife
1: forced me to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's the least you could do, John, in c- considering she did buy you a brand-new Ford F-150 Raptor Midnight Blue. So, there you go. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. All right, let's see if we can get you in for a third perfect score. We're going to go back to Rudy. Okay. Rudy, can you help me? What was the outer garment a bishop used to wear when outside his place of jurisdiction? He would wear this when he was not in his diocese.
4: Yes, a liturgical term is doily. Really? Uh, doily. Mm-hmm. I'd be... Oh. You're serious. Huh. Yeah. Doyle used yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Uh,
0: Adrian, maybe you could help. What was the outer garment that a bishop would wear when he was outside of
3: his place of jurisdiction? Well, there's a really cool photo of Cardinal Wotiwa wearing mm-hmm. one of these, mm-hmm. and it's, it's mm-hmm. called a mantelletta. Mantaletta. Mantaletta. As opposed to a
0: woman toletta,
3: mm, As opposed to a mantilla,
0: which is the veil that women wear. I see. I see. A mantaletta. right, John. Uh, Adrian says it's called a man and Rudy says it's called a doily. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? John, what say you?
3: Adrian. <laughs> there you go, John. John. Wisdom. Yeah.
0: John, you're a very smart man. You're a veteran at this. You know better than to admit age. clearly right? a very
3: bright man. Ugh, I bet no. he's like he's like probably like 30, 35 now years old. I got to spend the rest guess. of the day hauling his he ego. But a full head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> Mantaletta, was,
0: Mantaletta was the correct answer. We have to Google that. I don't even know what it looks like. Mantaletta.
3: Look it up. It's uh, look up JP two mm-hmm. Mantaletta or Cardinal Wotiwa Mant- Mantaletta. Mantaletta is great again. I say.
0: All right, John, I'm going to put you on hold, but thanks for playing our game and having a laugh.
11: All right, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: God love you. That's going to do it for the radio side of the show. Join us in the after show. What was your favorite conspiracy theory? We would love to know. talk about that and much more. Thank you for
1: joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired.
3: Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
9: of Corpus Christi Chapel, home of the salt community. This morning's Mass is being offered for all of our online listeners and viewers and for the repose of the soul of Dr. Michael Meany. Please stand for the opening hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling.
10: Love divine, all loves excelling, Joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, All thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, Thou art all compassion, pure, unbounded love Thou art. Visit us with Thy salvation, enter every trembling heart.
9: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters,
10: Lord have mercy Lord have mercy Christ have mercy, Christ, have, mercy. Lord, have mercy Lord have mercy
9: Let us pray O God, who brought the abbot Saint Anthony to serve you by a wondrous way of life in the desert, grant through his intercession that, denying ourselves, we may always love you above all things. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.
11: A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits in the heavens. Therefore, put on the armor of God. That you may be able to resist on the evil day, and having done everything to hold your ground with all prayer and supplication, pray at every opportunity in the Spirit. To that end, be watchful with all perseverance and supplication for all the holy ones. The Word of the Lord. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, My Lord are you. O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who hold fast my lot. You are my inheritance, O Lord. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. You are my inheritance, O Lord. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence. The delights at your right hand forever. You oh, are my inheritance, O oh Lord.
10: Hallelujah! 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 If you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, says the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia.
9: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew. Someone approached Jesus and said, Teacher, what good must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you ask me about the good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He asked him, Which ones? And Jesus replied, You shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All of these I have observed. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this statement, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men this is impossible, but for God all things are possible. The Gospel of the Lord. This morning we are celebrating the memorial of St. Anthony of the Desert, the founder of monasticism, and this is where the readings for today came from, is from the saint of the day. St. Anthony was born in the year 250, and as we are told in the Office of Readings, at the age of 18, his parents passed away, and he was left with a very young sister. St. Anthony went into a church, and he heard this gospel reading, which we just read today, and in particular, the words, If you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor. St. Anthony had been left with a considerable amount of money for his time, and upon hearing those words, And keeping in mind that in his heart he already had felt a calling to do as the apostles did, which was to leave everything and follow Jesus, Uh, he took that phrase literally and he went and sold what he had. And he said he kept just enough to make sure that he would be able to take care of his sister. And he went back into the church another time and he heard the scripture words saying, Do not be anxious about tomorrow. And then pursuing his call even further, it says he went and he entrusted his sister to a trustworthy and well-known group of virgins, a community to look after her, and he went off into the desert to begin his monastic life of prayer. And knowing the words from scripture, if anyone will not work, do not let him eat, he developed the monk's work ethic of working hard during the day, of keeping his prayer life up in order to earn the bread that he would be eating, and in so doing, he founded uh, monasticism in the East, with, of course, St. Benedict founding it in the West. But today, in the celebration of St. Anthony, it really is a beautiful reminder for us of the power of sacred scripture to be able to inform and guide our lives, and how much each of us should be treasuring the Word of God to be able to say, and We don't just hear it for consolation, which of course it provides us many times, but also as something which is directly impactful and influential. I can say from my own experience that probably the most important decision in my life was one which I found directly in Sacred Scripture, And while it was maybe not as dramatic as what St. Anthony experienced, it's always something that I look back at with a great deal of pride to say, you know, probably the most influential decision of my life came from sacred scripture. And that is something that I will be happy about every day of the week and twice on Sundays because I think that's kind of how it's supposed to be in our life, that sacred scripture is meant to be the governing word which helps to order and move and shape our lives. From this, we can see as well then the beauty of being able to truly strive to live the liturgy and to consider that the Word of God that we encounter in Mass, it truly is a gift from the Holy Spirit to guide and to shape our lives. And to say that the liturgy is the instrument par excellence that God gives us to be able to guide us in the goal of our life to be conformed to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to hear His Word, to apply it to our lives and then to strive to go forward and live it with all of our heart. And today's saint, St. Anthony of the Desert, was a shining example of it. And because he allowed the word of God to pervade and rule his life, he is a great saint of the church who today, 1800 years later, we still celebrate and recall how he heard the words of scripture and allowed it to move and shape the entire context of his life. For the glory of God. Amen. And so, my brothers and sisters, today as we go forward, let us ask God that our hearts would always be permeable to his word, that we would always be interested and attentive listeners and ready to act on what we hear. Amen. The Father Almighty, dear Brothers and Sisters, may every prayer of our heart be directed for His will. It is that all humanity should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth for the Holy Church of God that the Lord may graciously watch over her and care for her. Let us pray to the Lord for the peoples of all the world that the Lord may graciously preserve harmony among them. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who are oppressed by any kind of need, that the Lord may graciously grant them relief. Let us pray to the Lord. For ourselves and our own community, for all those joining us online and through Guadalupe Radio Media, that the Lord may graciously receive us as a sacrifice acceptable to himself. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray for the souls of the faithful departed, remembering especially Dr. Michael Meany on the anniversary of his death. We pray to the Lord. O God, our refuge and our strength, hear the prayers of your church, for you yourself are the source of all devotion, and grant, we pray, that what we ask in faith we may truly obtain through Christ our Lord.
7: Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, All else be not to me, save that thou art. Thou my best thought, by day or by night, Waking or sleeping the high presence my light, be thou my high wisdom, and thou my true word. I ever with thee, and thou with me, Lord. Thou my great Father, thine own may I be. Thou in me dwelling, and I one with thee.
9: Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May these offerings of our service placed on your altar in commemoration of St. Anthony be acceptable to you, O Lord, we pray, and grant that released from earthly attachments we may have our riches in you alone through Christ our Lord.
10: The Lord be with you.
7: And with your
10: spirit. Lift up your heart. You make your church fruitful with strength ever new and offer us sure signs of your love and that your saving mysteries may be fulfilled. Their great example lends us courage. Their fervent prayers sustain us in all we do. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as in exaltation we acclaim Sanctus 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 Dominus Deus Sabao Plenis sunt Terra Gloria Tua Hosanna in excelsis Benedictus Quivenit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis.
9: You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself. with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Anthony and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession and in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, oh, merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servant Michael, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his, may also be one with him in his resurrection, when from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died and transform our lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God, as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages and praise you without end.
10: Preceptis salutare bis moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus indicere. Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, ut in caelo et in terra, PANEM NOSTRUM CODITIANUM DA NOBIS HODIE ET DIMITE NOBIS DEBITA NOSTRA SICUT ET NOS DIMITIMUS DEBITORIBUS NOSTRIS ET nos INDUCAS IN TENTATIONEM SED LIBERANOS AMALO DELIVER US, LORD, WE PRAY, FROM EVERY EVIL Agnus Dei hey hey Quito mundi Miserere nobis Agnus Dei hey hey Quito mundi Miserere nobis Agnus Dei
11: For those who are not able to receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament at this time, we invite you to pray the act of spiritual communion with us. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
7: The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am his And he is mine forever Where streams of living water flow My ransomed soul he leadeth and where the verdant pastures grow, with food celestial feedeth. Perverse and foolish oft I strayed, but yet in love he sought me and on his shoulder gently laid, and home rejoicing brought me.
9: Let us pray. Nourished for our healing by your sacraments, O Lord, may we escape every snare of the enemy unharmed just as by your grace, St. Anthony won glorious victories over the powers of darkness through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.
10: Hail, Holy Queen, enthroned above, O Maria, hail Mother of mercy and of love. O Maria, triumph all ye cherubim.
3: The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel
9: Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.
7: Hi, this is Emma.